0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts. Great again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay nog and this is a very special episode. Of course, we have the President of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. But Mr. President, I'm sorry. I am no, very excited. Excuse ex- me.
1: Excuse, like, you never come with this sort of enthusiasm. Every I know. I'm excited epi- every, for our guest tonight. Me, so. Excuse me. Every yeah. episode is special. Okay? Mm-hmm. You don't see Hussein Obama. He does his fake podcast with Springsteen. That's about it. Sleepy Joe doesn't know what a podcast is, so.
0: Okay, well, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. Um, how is your week been going?
1: Uh, pretty good. You know, we're trying out some Diet Pepsi. It's pretty disgusting, but, you know, we can't use these Coca-Cola products. They're totally anti-American, so. But other than that, you know, golf, OAN, the usual, strong presidenting.
0: Well, we're going to get to the whole Coca-Cola thing in a little bit, but we have a special guest tonight, Mr. President. I think you're going to be a big fan. Uh, He is a three-time Emmy winner. might have seen him on The West Wing, Transparent, Handmaid's Tale, um, in the movie Get Out. John White?
1: I don't think he was in this.
0: No, 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 no. Please welcome Bradley Whitford to the show, Mr. President.
1: Oh, Bradley. Uh, I I always thought it was White Ford. And I was excited, but it's Whitford. Okay. Uh, hello, uh, hello,
2: Mr. Dick president. He,
0: he meant Mr. President. I
1: I know there's a, you know, zoom is run by China. So they sometimes there's interference with the audio. It's okay. They don't like what they don't like what I'm saying. I can tell you that they love sleepy Joe.
2: Can I tell you a true story? Um, my, First day, I went to acting school in New York. Uh, at And I went to the third floor of uh, the Juilliard building for the first time. Oh,
1: well, tour. look. Oh, excuse me.
2: <laughs> just, just shut up. Uh, <laughs> and I, I get... I, I, this is my... Basically, my first day in New York. And I hear these older actors... Uh, guys in the uh, upper years swearing god damn it motherfucker kicking lockers and it was because they'd spent the summer working for this absolute douchebag of a uh developer fred uh,
1: trump a total jerk <laughs> uh
2: and you you had refused to pay them and said uh what are you gonna do sue me uh so on behalf of them i just want to say are we allowed to swear to her
1: fuck you Okay, well, once again, we have a bad connection due to China Zoom. Uh, what I will tell you is, I remember these so called actors, and I, I told them, I said, here's a good acting lesson. Pretend you were just paid. <laughs> okay, so take that Meisner technique. Uh,
2: it's brilliant, brilliant, Dick. Sir.
1: Trump Trump's School of Acting. We're going to start branding that down in Florida.
0: Mr. President, I have a question for you. You've spent your life branding your name. And I've read recently that you are rebranding yourself as the 45th. Can you please tell us more about this? Because a whole life spent, I mean, stakes as Donald Trump, uh, um, buildings as Trump, uh, everything, Trump, 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 Trump. And now you're going the 45th at such an old age, you don't people forget about you.
1: No, that's what we're doing is, as you know, both of you know, I was the 45th president, the last legitimately elected president in American history. And there's a beverage, okay, that is very popular, that I don't support, that's called Cult 45. And I thought we have to make 45 great again, okay, because you have African Americans drinking sort of a beverage, and I don't think it's a good branding for, so... I'm making myself the, the new definitive 45. Okay, so I'm the 45th. So when people go into a liquor store, they might say, oh, that's the, you know, is that the Trump beer? And they'll say no, and then they'll go, oh, well then we don't like it.
0: So you think everyone, instead of saying, can I get a Colt 45 now, they're gonna say, let me get a Trump?
1: No, I, well, they might actually, I'd say, I mean, we're gonna start selling Trump malt liquor. Okay. That's why <laughs> Lil Wayne and Ice Cube are coming on board to help push this. So, you know, because I don't think, I think Billy D. Cup Williams is, you know, sort of past his prime. So we need to get new branding. And think- by the way, you know, you know who we have here. Okay. Because my assistant just told me this. Bra- Hello, Bradley. We're back. Uh, hi. Now, you are somebody with sort of, we looked on IMDB, this website, IMDB, and it sort of lists- Do you mean I,
0: it's IMDB? It, you don't say, It's you don't try to make it a word. It's an no,
1: I'm, I'm the 45th. I am the 45th. <laughs> so I'm talking about the website. And you have this impressive credits, but I looked and I, it's sort of interesting when I look at it, because you play this radical left person working for uh, Bartlett, Okay, who wasn't even a real president, by the way, but you were working for Bartlett, doing radical left things. Then you go to Transparent, okay, another radical left show, and then all of a sudden, I found it very interesting. Right after I got elected president and made America great again, you did an, a very powerful film, a very interesting film called Get Out, and I thought, well, wow, it's it's true. We, anybody can change in this country. He had this radical left history. And then I get elected and then all of a sudden you were sort of somebody that I admired. And when I watched that film and I saw the spoiler, the horrible ending because your daughter in the movie uh, was dating an African-American and it ended horribly for you. And I, I, I watched it with Ivanka, we have movie night. And I said to her, this is, do you see why now? Do you see why I always said maybe skip the African-Americans? So I thank you for that film. I thought it showed a very uh, important lesson and it showed that people can change. You, you didn't have to remain a radical left person your whole life.
2: Uh, you know, we actually shot that uh, before uh, you were elected. And I remember it was, we were shooting in, uh, outside of Mobile, Alabama
1: great trump state
2: and uh it was the first time I saw uh non ironic uh trump hats in the crew uh,
1: There so, were people working on the movie who were trump supporters that 's very uh, wow okay
2: yeah that's that's why you could tell that's that 's why it was it was a very pro trump message as you said.
1: It was, it was, because when you get to the end of that movie, you just say, lesson learned, lesson learned, Ivanka. That's why I didn't didn't like Jared Kushner, but he's a lot better than some of the options.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, When did, how long have they been married? Uh, When did they uh, get together? Did you put them together? Did you put a weak man with your... uh, daughter w- that you have the creepy relationship with on purpose?
1: The Jewish arts school that you went to in New York taught you very well because <laughs> the, I did that on, because now Ivanka sees Jared, he's, you know, he doesn't work out. He's just sort of walks around tall and weak. And I think she's finally starting to see that she should want somebody more confident, more powerful, maybe a little older, more experienced. So uh, yes, that was sort of the intention and it seems to be working very well.
2: Uh, how, much, uh, how much of the Ritalin are you, are you snorting these days?
1: No, we've come up with, uh, we do a, uh, we've invented a new technique called free <laughs> And so we're getting a much better sort of kick. You okay. should find a
2: way to charge for that and call it trumping
1: okay, you know what, you've worked, you know, this is why it's good to bring in people who've worked for the other side. You worked for the radical left Bartlett. And now I think, you know, this is what, this is, you know, if the acting doesn't work out, I don't know how it's going for you, but if it doesn't work out, uh, there could be a place for you in the Trump organization.
0: Yeah, it's a good good idea. I think you should uh, hop on that. What position would he have in your organization?
1: Uh, I mean, sort of a marketing new ideas kind of guy, sort of, you know.
0: You don't think race relations because of his role in Get Out?
1: You know, we usually like to find, so sort of, you know who I would use for that because you want to sort of put an African-American in that position? I would use the guy, uh, one of the people in the movie that was sort of hypnotized I would use them like Ben Carson was kind of, you know, we called Ben around the white house. We called him sunken place. (laughs) You know, he actually, you know, it was kind of funny. I was, I I used to look at Ben in meetings and go, are you ever going to come out of the sunken place? You look like you're permanently asleep. So we would, we would all stir tea around him. It was, it was, you know, a little humor in the white house. And he would wake up and go, So it was, it was, uh, you know, just some good fun. Good fun with good old Uncle Ben, we called him. (laughs) Oh,
2: God. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. I have, uh, I stole one of those teacups. I have one here. You want to see it?
1: Can we sell it on eBay? I would like to see it. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> okay. I think it's Mr. President. Bad. You want
0: to sell his prop on eBay?
1: You don't think that would score? They would score a lot of money.
0: It would. How much do you think that would score?
1: Well, what about a video oh. of me with the teacup? How about that?
0: Uh, I was thinking uh, this is just
2: another marketing idea, but uh, I know you're not going to have a library. But for the Trump uh, presidential gift shop, you know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you should have tea. You, uh, African-American tea. Uh, yeah, is an event you could have.
1: And then, you know, and then they could spill it. You know, the spilling of the tea. I hear them say that a lot. <laughs> but uh, no, I think if you would maybe do an ad for us for the gift shop where you go, if I could have voted for Trump a third time, I would have. I think that would be a beautiful ad.
0: Would you ever I dream of think, doing that
2: ad? Uh, I, I don't... Uh, Problem with that is I don't think uh, I'm a good enough actor to pull that one off.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, that's why- You you
2: never won any Emmys, did you?
1: I was robbed of several Emmys. (laughs) Uh, You know, but no, no, they didn't. I simply had the number one show. That's all I had. You know, they decided not to give me the Emmys. Like, you know, some Emmys are for participation trophies, basically. That's where we are in the culture and- when you're dominating so strongly they say, Well, it's okay, sir. You have the number one show, you don't need any, sir. You know. But I was in Home Alone too, so there's that.
0: Yeah, you, you crushed it. That's a claim to fame right there, Mr. President.
1: Probably the best sequel ever. Some say Godfather Two, I say Home Alone Two.
0: <laughs> Better than Terminator Two, also.
1: You know, I would say yes, although that's probably third. How about Revenge of the
2: Nerds 2, colon, Nerds in Paradise?
1: Uh, Colin Powell in Paradise. (laughs) I thought he was good. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds was good. I didn't like that the Nerds would win. I thought that was very unrealistic.
0: You consider yourself more as a guy in the jock fraternity, Mr. President, than part of the Nerds?
1: Well, you wouldn't think I was in that. I'm like the you know the blonde guy. Remember the blonde guy who sort of led the cool kids.
0: Yeah, but he was an athlete. You don't come off as an athlete. You come off more as like you a. Wanna arm, guy. You want to
1: arm? You want to arm wrestle? I'll show you an athlete.
0: <laughs> well, you come off more as a businessman, and wouldn't the business guy be more in the nerd fraternity than the athlete fraternity?
1: No, you're thinking. So you're thinking in the sort of Silicon Valley nasty big tech sort of. Nerds. I come from the world of business where you shake hands, you go to strip clubs, you cheat on your wife and you make great deals. That's not nerd culture. Okay. Maybe today you go to Facebook and you see that robot walking around going algorithms, algorithms. But no, no, I come from a stronger uh, sort of business.
0: Okay. So you would be in the, the jock fraternity, but the businessman in the jock fraternity. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't see that, but it's fine. Yeah. I don't, I really don't want to see
2: any movie that you might be in. It's been really great not to see your face for so long. This is kind of, and
1: that's why Dinesh D'Souza will never call your agent. (laughs) (laughs) He's a visionary. I mean, they call him the Orson Welles of 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so he's a, he is a talent. One of our greats.
0: Mr. President, would you ever think about making another TV show? And maybe not a reality show. Maybe you would actually, you know, you're very talented. Like star as, I don't know, maybe a, a bounty hunter. Or star as, um, who knows, a lawyer. I don't know. Would you Would you uh, do another TV show?
1: I w- well, I would do sort of a, you know... Liam Neeson you know the show Taken or the movies Taken yeah so I would do Taken but instead of somebody kidnapping my daughter because I would protect her uh it'll be called Taken and it'll be about the stolen election and we'll go on a campaign of revenge I think that could be good
0: Taken the stolen election uh well you're Not many people think it's stolen anymore. That's the whole thing. All the court cases are done and the only people holding on to the whole stolen thing are um, the extreme right.
1: Well, I think that uh, Bradley could concur that there was once a time where people thought the earth, you know, the sun revolved around the earth and people said, you're crazy. How can the earth go around the sun? It's obviously the other way around. And then we learned that, in fact, uh, the Earth goes around the moon. And people thought that was crazy, but then we learned it's true. So sometimes you're, it's called being a visionary tech stuff guy. And you're obviously not.
0: Well, you know what's crazy, Mr. President? And I mean, crazy odds. That's right. BetOnline.ag, Mr. President. I know you bet online. With bet online, AG. I do. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We have the NCAA championship is on tonight. Baseball just started up. Um, we have the NHL in full swing. NBA playoffs are right around the corner. So many things to bet on. Plus, you can bet on like award shows, TV shows, reality TV. They have their own casino with
1: blackjack. I would like to bet against Bradley Whitford. What would you like to bet against him, though? Well, you said award shows, so I'm betting against him. Okay, well, that's
0: not very nice. But there's real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. I'm sure you could bet on Bradley Whitford, and I'm sure you're going to lose because he's going to win. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. It's CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's 50% more than you put in. Bet online, your online sports book experts. That's betonline.ag, CLNS50. Use that code. Is that where you
2: lost the $420 million that your racist father gave to you?
1: The great Fred Trump was not racist. He was prejudiced, and that's a very big difference. Uh, he, didn't give, he gave me little increments of money, and he asked me to invest them. Usually he had bad investment ideas. It was because of my genius that I was able to build this into a great empire. But we, we miss the great Fred Trump. We know he's up in heaven with uh, Sir Jeffrey Epstein looking down on us uh, with great admiration. Maybe not on you, but on me. Uh But yes, that's our sponsor. And that reminds me, you know, Bet online they'd be good to do what I did with the... Uh, have you seen the story that the fake New York Times is doing about, oh, Donald Trump was tricking his supporters into into <laughs> clicking for donations? Well, you know, clearly... Is, it, yes,
0: because, continue. I'm sorry.
1: No, I just think this is what the fake news does. We raise so much money and all of a sudden because some of these old people and people who don't know the internet were like, Oh, I click on this and uh, accidentally gave him $5,000, you know, and we refunded it. We refunded it because what we did was, it's very simple Then You know, once, once sleepy Joe was given the stolen election, we started raising money to fight that. And then we just took some of that money and paid off the refunds, no harm, no foul. That's what it's called.
0: Well, I'm on, I need to hear uh, what you have to say about some of these things. Um, you said before um, you had a money bomb going on where you wouldn't really tell anyone it's in small print, but that was a, a double contribution. And then also you were taking money out, reoccurring donations that was in small print that people couldn't see. There was a retiree who I read about who donated $1,000 to you and ended up losing $9,000 to you. Um, people were, were losing their life. Time savings. to get
1: unretired, I guess.
0: that's not the point i'm making and the trump
1: economy unlike the sleepy joe economy we would be able to provide jobs for this person to pay back their debt
0: but you stole his money there's no debt it's it's you stole his money
1: no that's no that's not what happened
0: also what else did you do here um there was a box to have check for weekly donations and people didn't know what they were checking because there were so many things written there and they just thought they were just going to get emails or something and people just kept donating money to you without even donating you just kept taking money out of people's pockets because if you the refunds in 2020 biden 21 million trump 122 million
1: i win again
0: but that's not a good side to be on for winning right there you stole people's money and had to give it back. You, you don't even, you you show no heart, no sympathy about it. You just don't care. Is there a soul somewhere deep inside there in between Diet Coke and McDonald's or something? I don't know.
1: You're being very aggressive. I think this feels like the negative influence of Bradley Whitford, to be honest.
0: No, it's just all these facts came out and just be honest about it.
1: That you uh, stole that,
0: people's that's money? Impossible.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Finally, somebody on my side. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot come out and say things that aren't true. I didn't steal anybody's money. They support their president. Uh, I don't run this company that did this, and we've talked to them, and I told them, you know, don't do this. And I think they're going to change their ways the way Putin did when I told them that. So. No, I think there's, you know, everything's okay. except You don't think you tricked people? I don't run the site. I go out there and I ran the country and did a great job.
0: But you're a man when you put your name on something, right? You want it to stand for you. Now, do you want you to represent stealing money from retired people in our country?
1: No, I didn't steal, and we gave back. If they made a mistake, we were nice. We didn't have to give it back to them, but we said, "Okay, you, you made a mistake. You're now homeless. Probably live in Nancy Pelosi's district. So we will give you some money back." Is I, there I any way
2: it, you could give all four years of your presidency back?
1: You know, how do you capture a shooting star? How do you how do you describe? a sunrise or a sunset, you know, they just, you have to experience them. I can't, I can't recapture that. I'm sorry. Well, I I would
2: like to, uh, can I ask a question? I was just wondering if, uh, can you explain uh, what, um, a lot of people are confused about what Republicans stand for? What are they, Four, what policy solutions uh, do Republicans have? Because as you said, uh, it's it's your party. So w- w- what solutions do you have aside from not letting black people vote?
1: We let some vote, uh, so that's called progress. And what I would say is we are pro-growth, pro-Second Amendment, pro-faith, uh, pro-flag, Pro military, uh, pro pisha and <laughs> uh, you know just all the great things about our country. We're anti cancel culture. We're anti radical, anti American things. Uh, you know, so it's it's a very positive agenda that we have. Very strong, positive pro America, pro gun, pro faith agenda. It's so no simple. no
2: no solutions uh, for economic I
1: issues you obviously didn't hear me we are pro-growth so that's you know pro-growing the economy <laughs>
0: <laughs> did he answer your question bradley <laughs> uh yeah
2: yeah he sure did
1: <laughs> you know the radical left they talk big big talk on twitter but when they sit down with the uh, with Trump, all of a sudden they realize they're out of their league.
2: I'm, I'm totally, totally
0: intimidated. <laughs> and Mr. President, it was, was brought up here. You know, are you a, a fan of baseball? You never really talk about baseball. Are you a fan?
1: I was a great baseball player in high school. I okay. heard you were awful. Uh, you heard incorrectly, probably from many of your artsy friends, at the Jewish Arts School in New York.
0: What <laughs> position did you play, Mr. President?
1: Uh, you know, power hitter uh, <laughs> and uh, strong catcher, glo- glove catching. We got we did strong glove work and also very powerful hitting. So. You yeah, know, very Babe Ruth. People said I was very similar to Babe Ruth, except a lot better looking and a lot more fit.
2: I'm I'm hearing some noise. Is is that your uh, chlamydia medical warning bracelet? Is that what that is?
1: I know. Uh, I think Mesopotamia, my soon-to-be ex-wife just arrived.
2: Uh, is she on four legs?
1: Uh, she wears these very sexy... Uh, stiletto heels and, you know, she sort of moves very quickly. <laughs>
2: how, <laughs> how, how is the marriage now? Are, are you guys like really reconnecting and- Well, there's uh, our
1: month, you know, there's a, I don't know if you know, we have, uh, you know, we believe in the law and honoring contracts. So we have our monthly stipulated prenuptial consummation appointment in two days. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she hasn't, um, I gotta be careful saying this word because the, the left, she hasn't reneged on the contract. So uh, things are going well. Uh, she knows that her days are numbered, I think. So we're looking into maybe doing a speaking tour of uh, SEC schools, you know, and finding a nice fourth Mrs. Trump. But you know, uh, <laughs> malaria's malaria's doing as well as can be expected.
0: Mr. President, it brings me to the All-Star game it was supposed to be in Atlanta this year, and it was canceled. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think there was a great player for the Atlanta Braves called Hank Aaron, also known as Henry Aaron. Not a lot of people know that.
0: I think it's a John Rocker. <laughs>
1: But he was, uh, well, no, John Rocker is obviously, you know, probably the greatest Atlanta Brave. But we respect what Hank Aaron did as well. And I don't think, I think Hank Aaron would be so upset to find out that baseball is moving, you know, the All-Star Game, where they would honor him, by the way. They would honor him because he recently passed away. And he would be so upset to know that over just a simple little thing like voting rights, (laughs) that we were moving it to another city. I think he would, I think if Hank Aaron were here today, he would say, this is a disgrace, sir. And I would say, thank you for calling me, sir. And he would say, we got to get it back to Atlanta or else. I don't want to be honored at all by this team. And I want to honor Hank Aaron's wishes in my imagination. So.
0: So all this is just made up in your head of what you think. It's total
1: cancel culture. This is total cancel culture. By
0: taking the voting rights away from people and really these laws are kind of made so black people can't vote. I mean, it doesn't uh, seem very fair.
1: Look, we want all legal votes to count. We're very clear on that. I think even, even our radical left actor friend would agree that I want all legal votes. I just want to simply make getting a legal vote a lot tougher.
0: <laughs> You're outlawing Sunday voting. There's no on the lines in, in these, in these neighborhoods um, where a lot of black people vote there, they aren't staffed enough. So there's long lines and then people have to hand out water and snacks and you outlawed handing out any water or snacks.
1: Well, I didn't, Georgia did. And I just simply support it.
0: And now Republicans are boycotting Coke.
1: Not Don Jr, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I
2: meant uh, you like Coca-Cola. You're uh uh I thought you were all about uh deregulation.
1: No, no, uh, people miss no, no, people misunderstood. I'm for double deregulation. <laughs> which is what I called it when I took Ivanka for her 17th birthday, we took her to <laughs> you know, the surgeon and we said, happy birthday, honey. And that's good. You know, that's good. That's so I, you know, what? I'm not going to get mad at you. That's, that's a mistake. A lot of people make.
0: So you don't think anything's wrong with what Atlanta did and put these laws into effect for. No, I think, I think they
1: should, they should have done it a year ago. And I think then we'd be looking at a very different country.
0: So you think that a year ago, you would still be president. I mean, president, president in the White House, not in the president White House.
1: We, we wouldn't have radical Raphael Warnock and jerky John Ossoff being radical left people in the Senate.
2: You know what was interesting uh, that was such a contrast um, was uh, the, women were really attracted uh, to him. To
1: me, Oh, to, to who?
2: to uh to the uh, the junior senator uh, uh from georgia
1: well you know he has that you ever hear him speak it's such a practice he's like oh it's a very like smooth jazz kind of voice and i think it's a total fake
0: so he's just turning it on for everyone
1: i think he is i think he's trying to be some sort of smooth operator but he's no sade <laughs>
0: Mr. President, what well, do you think? By the think- way, once yeah.
1: performed at Trump Tower. That's the only reason I know who that is.
0: <laughs> this boycott on Coca-Cola, not Coke the drug, but Coca-Cola. You are known to be a huge fan of Diet Coke. So you are going to put down your Diet Coke. I think you've, you you drink like 10 Diet Cokes a day or something like that?
1: Um, you, you know, which, usually 10 to 12. You know, sort of a standard amount. <laughs>
0: So what are you going to do now?
1: Uh, We're in talks with RC Cola. We're thinking about taking over RC Cola and just making it Trump Cola. I think that would do very well.
0: Right. Because you like Diet Coke. You need the taste of Diet Coke. Diet Pepsi does not taste like Diet Coke. Pepsi and Coke, totally different tastes.
1: Totally different, you know. In the '80s, they had me take the taste. T- Remember the famous taste test?
0: Mm-hmm. Coke Pepsi challenge or whatever. it was I took called, it
1: 148 dude. times, and I passed every single time. <laughs> they said You're nobody had ever done that before.
0: You're a genius.
2: Thank
1: you. <laughs> so 100, 100, we always went over. We always win over these radical left people once they come on the show and they realize they've been lied to by the fake news that actually. I'm a very nice guy, a very talented guy, and i very fair.
0: 148 times you guessed Iaco, correct?
1: No, sometimes it was Pepsi and I would spit it in their face.
0: <laughs> okay. That's one way to deal with it. Uh, Mr. President, what do you think about your boy, Matt Gates? Who? Rep- Republican, representative Florida, um, very pro-Trump. You you have to know who he is. For some reason, when someone gets in trouble, you just forget. It's like you have amnesia. You just forget these people. No, there's...
1: You know, when I hear Gates, I think Burley Gates, which makes me think of the great Sir Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, <laughs> but you're saying Matt Gates. Yes. Matt Gates.
0: Um, if he, he, I may have, there's charged. a change. Okay, before okay. the fake
1: news and the radical left people on this podcast get upset, uh, I may have very well met this person. Okay, I meet so many people, you take photos, you meet people, you get tweets. So, I very, you know, I'm not gonna deny maybe I've met the person, maybe we've talked, maybe different things, but no, there's never been, uh, no, I don't know, Matt, I, I don't know, no, Matt Gates. I'm not gonna, it might be pictures. There's a lot of pictures out there of me with many great people and maybe not so great. But uh, no, Matt Gay, I don't, it doesn't ring a bell.
0: He seems like a disciple of yours. He has Trump written all over it because he, he, he likes escorts. Um, he is charged with sex trafficking. He has bragged to people. He used to play a game. If you slept with any of the aides or interns, you would get points for that. And he you'd get show... more
1: points if they were virgins, right? Remember that? <laughs> I don't know about the virgin part, but of okay, those
0: okay. are your rules. I don't know. Um he would show people nudes at work and Rem- I remember was... those. I remember and, those very strongly. Okay. And and he at 38 he was dating a 17 year old. I mean that is pro-Trump all the way right there.
1: Okay well you know I uh, can we go off the podcast record for this one
0: second let me yeah so no one hears this okay we're off the record now
1: Matt Gates is like the Kobe to <laughs> Jeff Epstein's Michael Jordan okay it was like <laughs> i was seeing the next generation of incredible florida talent <laughs> and uh, but i've talked to my lawyers and they've said just sort of play it cool with Matt Gates so we off the podcast record, we love Matt Gates, super talented. We're going to fight for him behind the scenes, but on the record, there's going to be no, no acknowledgement. So it's we'll go back on the record. Can we just please.
0: stay off the record for one more second. No, we can't. Okay, you're, you're very brave, sir.
1: Yes. So you don't so, know who this guy is? No, and I and I think even radical left, Bradley Whitlock will, will Whitlock, uh, will say that uh, Matt Locke, that's who we're talking to. And uh, he will admit that uh, I don't know Matt Gates.
0: Bradley, what do you think of Matt Gaetz?
2: Uh, you know, he's just, he's good people, you know? <laughs> Salt of the earth. Um, uh, yeah, God, uh, what a nightmare. He appears to be uh, uh, done, right? I, I, I sort of stopped following it but uh he's in some very serious trouble
0: yeah he is gonna probably go away or at least be out of politics and everything and out of the spotlight forever i think
2: yeah well this is a question i have uh for the president if uh the ex horrible president obama
1: Um, Obama, mr whitford would like to speak to you (laughs) Oh, sorry,
2: Obama's uh, not no,
1: here. This, but, but it's very- with it, Bruce I, Springsteen. It,
2: it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I, if, I have, if I have to do an interview, uh, like a showbiz interview, if I were to start the, and let's say we were doing it by Zoom, and if I was talking to a journalist and said, uh, okay, are you recording? Good. This is what your uh, readers need to know about me. I am phenomenally rich. I am extraordinarily rich. And the reason I'm so rich is I am the greatest actor on the planet. I don't know if you saw my work in Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise, but I'm a genius. If I said that, my career would instantly, justifiably be over. How how do you, Mr. President, uh, get away with that? Uh, how do you get away with all that you have done with underage women while uh, Matt Gates, um, uh, well, I, I know you, I know, I know, you feel like Epstein got canceled
1: uh, <laughs> or he total, canceled, him,
2: canceled a himself. canceled
1: himself. Disgrace. Well, he definitely, I can assure how do, you. How do you get so away?
2: Far. How do you get away with it? What is it? What's your magic?
1: It's called branding. And now if you had started, with the Trump swagger, way back when uh, people would just expect it of you. And so there's there's Bradley Whitford here. He comes talking about his money and his talent, but you took the radical left view, which is, oh, "I'm going to be nice and I'm going to be respectful." And so then people expect that of you. But with me, I I set the expectations so both high and low at the same time that I can do whatever I want. And Matt Gates, whoever he is doesn't have uh, doesn't have that level. He hasn't uh, established that powerful brand that I have. And when it comes, I deny uh, any activities with underage women. I've denied that strongly because, as you know, when it's your daughter and she's hot enough, there's a different, you know, there's a different, I believe under the law, there's a different standard. So, you know, I, I, Ivanka I, doesn't count. And I've only, you know, said nice things about her.
2: I do feel like Matt Gates is, uh, I don't know whether you wanna be on the record or off the record about this, but um, I do, whether or not you know him at all, even if uh, there's a lot of documentation that you were very close. And I think you were close with Nestor as well. Uh, um, well but Mike,
1: you, P- Mike Pence said a thing for Nestor, that I can tell you.
2: Um, he called, he, he, he called him the Cuban
1: cigar. I don't
2: know. Uh, but I, I, I feel like Gates is uh, using your play, playbook, deny, 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 in your face.
1: It's, you know, uh, if he's an admirer of mine, I respect that. Uh, but, you know, the only person, I will say this, the only person, an and angry Andrew in New York is trying to do it, and I don't think it's going to work for him. The only guy who it really worked for was uh, Governor Blackface in uh, Virginia. He just sort of said, I'm sorry, and I'm gonna stay. And then they let him stay. Uh, so, don't know. You know what's, that, in, you you know what's interesting
2: uh, is, I, this is sort of serious for a moment, but everybody always says the conventional wisdom is if you're hit with a political scandal, you need to cop to it right away right? That's sort of the conventional wisdom. I don't think that's true. Uh, And in a bipartisan way, I like when I found out, uh, when I heard about the Monica Lewinsky thing, I thought, oh my God, you need to go. Um, And Clinton very successfully got us used to the idea that- that Oh, you
1: meant Clinton needed to go? I thought you meant- Monica, get the hell out of
2: here. <laughs> no, Clinton. Okay,
1: okay. Well, i will just asking, Claire. But, but
2: uh, and yeah, you're a great example of um, uh, how on the other side of the, uh, you know, you're the morally bankrupt version of, of Bill but, Clinton. But
1: not financially, and that's what really counts.
2: <laughs> but it certainly works for you. I, well, I have
1: here's, here's why I will respect Bill Clinton. In this day and age, if you get a scandal, we get so much information social media, it's called social media. There's so much information social? Social social with a you know, with a S H O S H I A L. Uh there's so much information going around that nobody can keep up. So it's a scandal for two days and then two days later there's eight other stories trying to get on top. Bill Clinton managed to fight off the Lewinsky thing when he was the only story anywhere for a long time. So I do, even though I don't like him or his crooked wife, I respect it. Uh, but for me, it was a no-brainer because I knew there would be another scandal because I was working on more scandals. It was more like a, tread, you know, like, a, like you're running, you're running on a treadmill at the gym. You know, I don't, but you know, someone who cares about that stuff might, and you just, <laughs> You just keep moving because the next thing's coming and they can't keep up. So if you're creating scandal after scandal, they go, "Oh, he stole from he. Oh, he did this to this one. Oh, there's Russia, Ukraine, and they just instead, it's just two days, two days, and you keep moving. So my advice to any you know talented politician uh, coming up is, uh, when all else fails, create a new scandal. Like if Not I were really. Matt Gates, I would just. Matt Gates should go hit somebody with a car right now, <laughs> and then people will go Matt Gates hit someone with a car. He's got to be held accountable. And when they're trying to hold you accountable for that, go yell a slur at a local park, and then they're going Matt Gates is yelling slurs at the local park, and then you just and then by then you're elected to your tenth term, and it's okay.
2: Right, right. It's the uh, drown a kitten uh, uh, scandal strategy, I think. Is what you're talking about.
1: Oh, that's a strat. I thought I've done that before. I didn't know you meant to. it was uh, <laughs> like a what's that called? A metaphor?
0: Uh, last question. And I, I just, you guys just brought this up. Do you think the whole Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky thing would have been different in the age of social media? Like, do you think it would have been a lot worse for him and he would have maybe, you know, gone under if it was social media? I think social media uh, allows
2: uh, a sociopath like the one at the bottom of the screen uh, to create more chaos. I think uh, so. I think it would be uh, I think it, actually it would have you know,
0: been easier. Brother, you're at the bottom of our screen so when you said that oh, <laughs> uh, no, I, knew,
2: I, f-
1: I figured out what he meant. I, I picked that up. Uh, okay you're brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> right, once again, you see this it's called bipartisanship. The, what I, my governing strategy was very simple. Uh, there was a show which you didn't get cast on. you probably wanted to be. It's called Game of Thrones. and it was a very strong show. And there was a character in it who was sort of a very scheming political character. And he says in the first season, chaos is a ladder. And his strategy was create enough chaos to climb up the chaos and find yourself in a position of leadership. And I said, I'm gonna take that and modify it for my presidency and say, chaos uh, Twitter is a ladder. And so I would use Twitter to create a mess that would ruin lots of things, but would help me, which is the whole point of being president, which is to help yourself and your brand. So I think it worked.
0: Well, Mr. President, you had a lot to say today. Bradley Whitford, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, It's been an honor. Um, Again, three-time Emmy Award winner. Joining us in Get Out, thank you so much, Brad. Do you have any anything to plug? Anything coming up that you'd like to share? With um, the what do I have to plug?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, Handmaid's Tale, uh, which I, I, uh, we come out, I think, on April April nineteenth. I do want to show something. Uh, just some stuff. I just realized there's stuff in this room that I, I think the president would want to see. What I didn't
1: like about Handmaid's Tale is that you seemed like a good guy in the beginning and then all of a sudden you started helping. Getting weak. You got very weak. You got low energy and very weak and you started helping the madman lady. And I was like, what the hell is happening here?
2: Well, I I just wanted to show you, there is a president I love. (laughs) There's, you see that? Oh, wow. I do see that. Uh, and this, uh, these are things you'll never have.
1: So what you're telling me is you've been kidnapped by the Clintons. That's you're giving yes. us a cue. we're going to talk to Q right after this episode. Uh,
0: yeah, talk, talk to Q. Awesome. Uh, Bradley, thank you uh, so much for joining us. Uh, everyone out there, please check out the Patreon, patreon.com/slash mpga, and also subscribe to the YouTube channel, mpgapod.com. Um, also, what is the, can I ask a question? What is the deal with this
2: Patreon thing? Because I listen to your podcast, is it like Scientology?
0: Like, there's different levels. <laughs> yes, we have different levels of Patreon work. Uh, it's kind of like Scientology the way we do it. Yes.
1: The more Thetans you give us, uh, you move up. It's, Oh, I'm, I'm breaking character now. Thank you. Before we, we go off. Thank you very, very much. This, uh, like I said before the show, tremendous honor for, for, for us to meet you. I'm a, to have you. I'm
2: a huge, huge fan of yours. Um, uh, I am fascinated, uh, When uh, your, your ability to actually think uh, (laughs) like you're not just imitating somebody, you're, you're, you're thinking like them, I think is uh, uh, really extraordinary. Are you still lawyering?
1: I am. I am. I have no, because until, until there's an infrastructure for my comedy career, I have 10 years ago, I went full time with comedy and spent all my savings. So I'm not making that same mistake again. So last year was a great year for me, but my goal as a comedian, I'd love to be doing sketch comedy and obviously stand up to, you know, but until I get that solidified, you know, I, I want to keep the steady uh, yeah. day job coming, but I was going to say, you know, you went to Wesleyan, right? Yeah. Williams. Ha.
2: Oh, really? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, no, this was the, the Patreon is just um you know bonus stuff since the show is free. We figure we have some good hardcore fans. So we basically give them a bunch of bonus episodes, different types of things each month for a few bucks, um, which is obviously optional. And uh, you know, the most of our people don't don't do it, and that's fine because uh, you know,
2: they're just not, not true fans, it's fine. yeah. Um are our comedy clubs opening. They, they just, just opened this past weekend in
1: New York, I know, and they've been open. You know, Florida and Texas has been a, a free. You know, just <laughs> come on, come on in. The COVID doesn't yeah. exist. But,
2: yeah, it um, it gives new meaning to "I killed tonight."
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, things are starting to open up, and I um, have you? Been, uh, I don't. I shouldn't ask this. I guess it's weird. I just casually ask people if you've been vaccinated, but it's not really my business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I have. I have uh, uh, one shot.
1: Nice. Uh, Yeah, I get my second on Friday. So like, I planned on going starting to go places the end of April. So it turned out my timing was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we'll see. Uh, Hopefully, I mean, hopefully sometime this year, we get back to normal in some capacity, but it just feels like there's so many people who don't want to buy in that there will be enough people stopping us from getting all the way Good. I hope not, but it feels I, like it. I, I it's I going to take not. more
2: time. Uh, I, uh, uh, I, I kind of uh, know uh, Andy Slavitt, who's, very, who's like leading the inoculation thing. Um, and he's like, you know, he has said at certain points that, um, uh, you know, th- there could be variants this this could be a version of a new normal um uh which is, which is really terrifying i've you know kids in their late teens and early 20s and it's just heartbreaking what they've you know had to miss
1: oh i can't imagine i was saying this like imagine if 2020 was your high school graduation and 2021 was your freshman year of college yeah. you literally just missed like two like my milestone, like life milestones, like yeah. back to back. That I mean, that sucks. Um, I'm glad it was just you know I missed a year of going into the office and doing some comedy clubs. Like yeah, you know, right, that right. I got re- to spend that more time. That in my experience can be good. regained. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm you're married, right?
1: Jay, I'm, is. I'm, mar- yeah, I'm married.
0: Yeah, uh, i have married. I have a son and then a, a daughter on the way in May.
1: Oh, fantastic! Yeah. I have. I have a girlfriend who's waiting to eat dinner. That's oh, okay. <laughs> but when she's um, eyeballing you over my shoulder. Cause she's yeah. <laughs> one of your favorite she's seeing, says, He says, hello. hello. And he laughed when I referred to a Bradley Whitford.
2: Oh, you want to hear a funny Bradley Whitford story? Um, do you know the name of the rhythm guitarist in Aerosmith?
1: Oh, if you, when you say, if Brad Durr no. Brad, Brad, Brad Whitford. Durf is the actor.
2: Brad Whitford is his name. And when I was in New York struggling, I got, uh, and people would call me all the time when there were phone books and go, you can, I get tickets to the concert in Hartford. And, um, I got a residual check when I was dead broke living in New York. My apartment was 325 a month for Wayne's world two, Uh, and it was like 500 bucks. And I was like, I even tried to call. They were all in like rehab. It was a horrible time for them. I talked to like Steven Tyler's dad um, trying to get mail to them. Uh, and he's like, yeah, they're, they're out in the barn practicing. The band's been fun for them, which was just funny. But I cashed this check and I was doing uh, promotions for this movie a couple of years ago. And the reporter goes, do you know you have the same name uh, as the guy in Aerosmith? And I said, yeah. And I feel terrible because I cashed this residual check um, and uh, I, you know, I, I I, feel bad. I, I, I want to pay him back. His mother got in touch with the reporter and said, I want my son's I want to get my son's money. So I wrote a check for 580 bucks or something for interest and I wrote a letter saying look, I'm not proud of this. I want to get this monkey off my back and then I'm in a store in LA and this kid comes up and goes, are you Brad Whitford? And I go, yeah. And he goes, uh, my dad is Brad. And I was like, oh my God, does he hate my guts? And he's like, no, no. He loves to see, uh, see you in movies and stuff. Uh, and he's playing, you should come. Uh, he was playing at the Staples Center. So I got to go meet them. <laughs> That's awesome. And he was really nice. And Cheap Trick was playing and I got to say the cheap trick. The last time I saw you was in Madison East High School gymnasium in 1976 for a buck.
0: Wow. That's crazy.
2: That's, that's so, my grad So really take it funny.
1: from us, listeners. Check fraud does pay. Well,
2: go feed your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for doing Thank this Thank man. Sure check out Amazing.
0: Handmaid's Tale, everyone, if you're not already watching. And uh, oh, oh, I have a, a, a movie coming out, a documentary
2: I produced called Not Going Quietly, which uh, just won an audience award at South by Southwest. It's about my dear friend, Adi Barkin. Uh, the oh, help yeah. Parent. Yeah, oh, I'll send Oh, wow. Amazing. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll send like you guys. I'll send you guys a link. Awesome. That'd be Thank great. You. I'll check that yeah, out.
1: Well, and when is it when is it available? It's uh,
2: it's actually going to be on PBS in the fall. Um, oh, cool.
0: uh, all right, so check that really out. Good.
1: Well, we'll, okay. we'll retweet it and talk about it. So, congrats on that. Thank you. Thank okay. you, the great Bradley for Everyone, Stay Stay thank safe. you so much. Thank you. Goodbye, uh, dear girlfriend.
0: And JL, give us bye. the last line. JL, give us the last line.
1: God help us all.